Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! What's up, guys? We're going to take a quick break to talk about coaching. Go to anatomyofus.com forward slash coaching. Are you sick of the same old bullshit? You're doing the same thing over and over and over. You're not having sex with your partner. You're not feeling fulfilled in your job. You're not feeling connected to your kids. We've been there and we know how to fix it. That's right. We know how you feel and we did something about it. Go to anatomyofus.com forward slash coaching. You're going to get on a call with us to see how coaching will change your life because I promise you it will change. We meet weekly. You get a detailed action plan after each session. And when you dive in, when you decide you're going to take the island, I'm burning the boats, stuff happens. So head over to anatomyofus.com forward slash coaching to apply today. It is going to kick your ass and you're going to love every second of it. Go to anatomyofus.com forward slash coaching. Can't wait to hop on a call with you. Let's do this. Uh, Seth and Million Settle here. Today we have Errol Dobler. <laughs> Former Navy SEAL, leader, of, uh, I mean, yeah, leader, CEO of Leader 193. Um, you've been on the show before, probably about two mm-hmm. years ago, and it was a conversation that was great. And now you're back to even add supplemental stuff to that former conversation mm-hmm. we had. What's going on with you? First of all, it's good to see you, man. I just get pumped up, like, you know, hanging out with dudes like you. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Well, it's good to see you both. I mean, I, I do a lot of podcasts, and I, and I could say, I'm so glad your podcast is still up and going strong because I had the most fun uh, with you both. And it's it's a, it's an important topic. I love you know everything around relationship and you know me, anything I'll bring back to leadership. But it's what are we doing with each other? You know, what, what, what example are we setting? So it's good to see you both. I was excited to come back on. I'm really appreciative. Yeah, right we're on. super, super thankful to have you here. I, I have to do this funny thing. I told Seth, I got to do a funny thing before we start because it just cracked me up. So like, if you're not, if people listening are not familiar with how these things happen, like we send emails to each other, like, Hey, want to be on our podcast? Yeah. What can we talk about? And literally this was yours. Like, okay, here's a few things I could talk about. My life as a Navy SEAL, my life as an FBI special agent working terrorism investigations around the world, as well as Russian organized crime and violent street gangs. Okay, hold on. That's not it. My Afghanistan combat experience. Okay, well, what else? Like you have the most amount. And I read like two of the 100 things uh, like the, the Wim Hof method, your traumatic brain injury. It's just I'm so excited to talk to you about all of these things. And uh, you're just really, really rad. Like you're an author, you do the process, art, and science of leadership. You are rad. Can I just, can I make you blush? Rock <laughs> on, sister. <laughs> but, I'll give you five minutes to yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Five minutes. Keep on talking. Right. But before we were like officially started the show, we talked about like you discovering that you had a traumatic brain injury and why, how it like played a part in your book. So just take us on that journey. I want to hear all of it. I will. The, so the, the book, like I, I mentioned, we're going to come out with a second edition of, book, of the book to include that traumatic brain injury stuff. Because as I opened the book initially, it was like, look, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm going to tell you all the bad things I did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. You can, you know, make me a real human being. And I was on Mark Devine's podcast, uh, Unbeatable Mind. And he's a great guy. He's a former SEAL super successful guy. And, and we were just kind of talking about 
the injuries that I had suffered in the SEAL teams. And then that was really right after that, just a string of bad decisions that I was so ashamed of. And I kind of left the, the SEAL teams with my head between my legs. And he goes, you know, Errol, he goes, you, you smashed your head in a massive way twice. He goes, maybe that had something to do with your decision-making process. Mm. I had never considered that. And I went to my wife and I was like, you know, Mark said the strangest thing. And I explained what he said. And she was like, with a combination of love and sarcasm, you think? <laughs> but I didn't know, you know, all right, well, what do I do with that? I had no idea. Fast forward, we move out to Colorado. I'm literally at a dinner party. Like it's 1975, right? Somebody's having a cocktail party. And I get invited and we meet this doctor who's talking about this work he's doing with traumatic brain injury. It's a non-pharmaceutical treatment and how he's excited to really help veterans. And, you know, also we're out here in Colorado, you know, snowboarders and the skiers, you know, it's just yeah. impacting everybody. So just to stay engaged in the conversation, I shared the two injuries that I had in the SEAL teams. You know, one was we were doing what's called uh, military operations in an urban terrain. That's just basically fighting in a city, going house to house to house. And it was at night and I was the second person through the door. The first guy went to the right. I went straight ahead and there was no floor. So I took about a 10 to 12 foot header onto concrete. Wow. Mm. You know, back in those days, and it's not good or bad. It's just what it was, right? right? It was like, hey, you okay? Can we keep training? It's like, yeah, we'll go to the hospital after this is over and get stitched up. And the next one, we were on deployment and uh, we got tasked with doing a, a ship takedown, right? There's a big cargo ship, you know, going somewhere it wasn't supposed to be going and had stuff on it it wasn't supposed to have. So they called us, said, you got to take it down. And that's basically, we sneak up on that big ship in our little boats, throw a caving ladder 30 feet up, climb up before they even know we're there mm -hmm. and take over the ship and then call in for the cavalry. Well, when I got just above, just up to uh, pull myself over. I know it was 30 feet because the caving ladder was totally extended and that's the, the length of the caving ladder. The guy at the bottom got thrown because the sea state was so heavy. And I heard whack as I was literally just about to pull myself over and I knew exactly what happened. What happened is the guy at the bottom holding it got thrown. He let go of the ladder and the boat was at the crest of the wave and they were about 10 to 12 feet the ladder hooked. So now it's hard pointed in two places. Mm -hmm. So when it came, when the boat came down, the caving ladder shattered and I went 30 feet oh. into the boat. Now there's a whole, we could spend an hour talking about what goes through your mind when that happens. Yeah. But that said, those were the two major injuries. So I shared those stories with the doc and basically just to be like, Hey, I, you know, I hit my head a couple of times and good luck. You know, the, the, the folks need it and, and anything I can do, which I don't know what I can possibly do for you. seems like you got it. Let me know. And he says, well, Errol, what happened to you? And he said, well, doc, I just told you what happened to me. I had two falls, the whole thing. He goes, no, no, what happened after? So going back, after I got injured, I got medically discharged. You know, I had a bunch of other injuries and, but I kind of looked the way I do now, right? It was, it was a little weird. And so they're saying, well, we don't even know what to do with you. You look fine. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I go, look, you, you told me to come here. I didn't ask to come here. Right. And mm -hmm. I said, I don't know if my arms are going to heal or not. I, I said, frankly, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. I said, these headaches, they won't stop. Mm 
and they can't, they just won't stop. And nobody's talking about these headaches. They dismissed it. And I vowed that day, walking out of there, I would never talk about my injuries again. And for the better part of 20 years, I didn't, because I just wasn't going to be made to feel that way, mm-hmm. right? So now, fast forward 20 plus years, I got a doc who's trying to help people. And I think to myself, well, if I can't talk about it now, you know, who am I, right? Right. So I said, well, doc, the, I said, I don't really sleep. I haven't had a full night's sleep in as long as I can remember. And I said, I get moody. And I said, I really struggle with my emotions. And sometimes I fly off the handle for things I shouldn't. But sometimes I don't get angry at things I should. Mm. I said, sometimes I have trouble um, handling happiness and joy. I overreact to those things. I said, I I just have so little control. Mm. And I said, so, you know, that's, that's what's happened. And I said, but, you know, what's done is done. So he asked me if I come in for a a brain scan. It's a Wabi scan, right? It's not a CT scan or an MRI that measures the energy in your brain. If you guys need to stop me, because I'm going on a long Say more. So, so I go in, but the night before I'm supposed to go in, me and my wife are out here. We're having a glass of wine, looking at the beautiful Colorado sky. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go. And she goes, okay, well, whatever you want, but why not? And I said, well, what happens if there's nothing wrong with me? Mm. What happens if you don't find anything? What happens if I'm just a raging dick? You know? And, and she's like, well, first of all, you're not. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she goes, but what happens if there is something wrong? With you? Mm. you know? And so we, so I said, all right, I'll go. And um, so I went, he does the Wabi scan, spits out the results immediately. And the doc says, well, we've got something really interesting here. Um, he goes, okay, you see this blue around your brain? I said, yeah, because it's mostly blue. He's like, right. This is indicates that that part of your brain is dormant. It's not working. Mm. And he goes, that is classic traumatic brain injury. You've got a severe case of traumatic brain injury. And he goes, what's more, that's the part of your brain that regulates your emotional responses. So I could have left there, mm-hmm. right? I was like, there's a there i was injured and mm-hmm. i didn't know it and that's why i struggled with these emotions so much so he goes well it's not, i'm not done he goes you see these two sine waves in perfect sync i said yeah he goes it's your heart wave and your brain wave and they're in perfect sync and he goes we see that with people who are very meditative and reflective mm-hmm. so i shared some of my meditative and reflective practices right mostly around the Wim Hof method and he goes okay that makes sense and then he says and you see this red part in the brain. I said, I see it. He goes, the red indicates that your brain is in the perfect alpha state. He goes, it means it's your alert, but calm, aware, ready to act. And I'm like, all right, I'm awesome. He goes, no, you're not getting it. I said, I think I get it. I understand everything you're saying. He goes, but you're not putting it together. He goes, your brain being in the perfect alpha state. He goes, your heart and brain wave in perfect sync is completely inconsistent with your inability to process emotions. Mm-hmm. I said, Errol, at, at best, you should be in a very dark place in your life. Mm-hmm. He goes, more realistically, you should be one of those 22 veterans a year that's committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And that was heavy, right? So he goes, explain to me 
And we're going to get to why I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. this, right? It's, you know, people find it to be an interesting story, but there's real applicability, I think, to what you all are doing mm-hmm. on the podcast. You said, walk me through this health process you do and, and your leadership process. Because I had explained to him, you know, in that conversation, the leadership process. I said, well, I said, what I do, and now this is how I work my business. I go, I believe that every challenge is the same. And I said, I reflected on my life and when things went right and when things went wrong, whether it was professionally or personally. And I said, there was the same formula every time when things went right. There was a trigger, right, that that sparked an emotion. But I was aware of the emotion every time. Mm -hmm. And because I was aware of the emotion, I was aware of the intuitive act that I had typically based on that emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. I just was able to go, wow, when I'm angry, I lash out, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. I said, and then what I was able to do is say, okay, given now this understanding of where I am in this current situation, what behavior do I need to bring to bear? Whatever it is, patience, indifference, anger, whatever it could be anything, right? Mm And then I said, and then I always made a plan, right? I used my planning process from the SEAL teams. And, and I said, so whatever it was, I identified what I wanted to accomplish, the actions I was going to take, what happens if something went wrong. And I said, I do that every time I walk into a room. Mm. He goes, every time you walk into a room. And I go, every time. And he goes, that sounds exhausting. And I said, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't even tell you how exhausting it is, but the alternative isn't, isn't acceptable. Mm-hmm. So then I started explaining the Wim Hof method, which you know, I haven't been doing consciously as long, but I've been doing it for a long time now. And I explained to him the breathing technique, and it's a very unique breathing technique. And basically what it does is it resets the system, right? So any, any inflammation that you're carrying due to stress, it gets... It gets washed from the system, and now you get to start from ground zero. And it's the same thing with the ice bath, right? And I get to practice my awareness of my emotions, right? I have to practice that all the time, and I have to practice behaviors. And there's no better way to practice identifying your emotions than getting into an ice bath, right? Because you're going to have an emotion. Like, this is the worst thing in the world, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I said, so it allows me to practice my process, I said, but it also allows me to be clear headed to constantly be thinking about my process. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not. So, you know, that's that's kind of my story. Now, the, the good news is. Right. So he goes, well, look, he goes, Errol, this thing you just did saved your life. There's no other way around it. Your your leadership process that you put together and the Wim Hof method in the wellness absolutely saved your life. And so fast forward, we do some of the treatment, which the initial treatment was literally intranasal insulin. Insulin dripped into your nose, to your brain. It gives the brain energy. And and meanwhile, we're giving all these people these pharmaceutical drugs that they're getting hooked on. I go back in, I don't know, a month later, we do the next scan. And he's like, oh my God. He goes, do you see the blue? I said, not real. He goes, right. It's almost gone Mm. because your brain is literally healing. He says, you see in the first scan, the, you've got like two megahertz of energy in this part of your brain. And in this one, you've got like 30 megahertz of energy. I go, yeah. He goes, 
he goes, I've never seen any recovery like this, mm -hmm. this quickly. And I said, well, what do you attribute that to? He goes, well, I attribute it to the same thing that saved your life. He goes, this process you go through and, um, and the Wim Hof method. He goes, your body, mind, spirit, everything about you was so primed to get better. Mm -hmm. All we needed to do was give your brain one small catalyst and it exploded with energy. Wow. So I'll stop there. We can kind of be good, but there's, you know, then there's stuff I want to share about mm -hmm. my kids and my wife, which I think will be really applicable, but that's yeah. kind of the story. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that, so I hope that makes you happy and feel good. <laughs> it's no, it a little makes bit of a feel... depressing story. No, well, no, you can't talk. I'm okay, talking. You're going to talk. So, <laughs> what I'm, I'm secretly listening, not secretly. I'm clearly, obviously listening with, uh, some really key things in my own life that this, when you sent that in the email, I was like, oh my gosh, traumatic brain injury. I need to talk about this for two reasons. One, my dad, when he was like 17 or something or 19, had a traumatic brain injury. He was working on a car and his younger brother accidentally knocked the jack out from under the car oh, and the wow. car fell on his head and like bounced off of his head, right? So he had part of his parental, uh, prefrontal cortex is gone, like his, that is gone. But he's super successful. You'd never know if you met him. But we we look at it now and we think, man, that's like a huge deal that he is missing a part of his brain. He was in mm -hmm. the hospital forever. Um, so from a from a my you know that was my dad's experience, and I'm his kid. So then the other part of that too is I and I don't even know if I've talked to you about this. I've had two experiences. One when I was a kid, I fell off of a super high deck, like really super high. I I landed on a log and my um, spleen exploded all over and like. That's a that could be a thing where there's a brain injury there. I don't know. But then the, literally the next year when I was 10, got into a car accident with a car that had no seat belts and it was like a 70s what was that? It was a Nova. It was a Nova and it had metal and we we like just got annihilated in this car. No seat belts, like my sister's forehead broke the windshield. Like it was brutal. And I the more I think about traumatic brain injury, I'm like, do I have that? Like I've never even thought about it. And but, and then I, and I feel like what you're saying about the process that you have to create for yourself, I'm like, oh, dude, I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I have yeah. to. So when I heard your story, it just that part of that really is exciting to me to hear more. Like, what you were saying, like, tell me about how it's impacted everything. Like, what did that nasal insulin, whatever you just said, do for you? Yeah. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, but just to kind of piggyback on what you said, you know, as I started sharing this story with the, this, brain scan everybody has the same reaction it's like well i i want one of those right right because right? i you know <laughs> and, and it's almost like i feel like everybody in the world should have one of these right. things mm -hmm. and and let you know what you've got going on the so i remember when i first started wim hof method it was I don't know, maybe back in 2016 or 17 i can't remember um and i was going through the process to be certified, right? And you go through the online course mm -hmm. first. And, you know, the first thing was my wife said to me after about two or three days, she was, I'm not sure what this thing you're doing is, but you can never stop. Mm -hmm. She goes, you know, Errol, you, I know you work really hard. So it wasn't, it wasn't this dark secret in my house mm -hmm. that I struggled with emotions, right? We, you know, we, we address it. Um, it was just how to, how to handle it. She goes, I know you do a really good job of really, you know, all the things, right? You know, not, not blowing up or not really trying to put negative energy into the room when you're upset. 
She goes, it doesn't always work, but I know you're trying and we appreciate it. She goes, but right now you just seem and have seen there's just less negative energy coming from you, mm-hmm. right? So that was the effects of the Wim Hof method, well, which we know now was the effects of stress are going away. So you're not, ah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so much. Um, and the breathing in the cold. After I got out of the doctor's office when he gave me the first treatment, right? This is mm-hmm. after I had the, the brain, the original brain scan. We did a treatment. Mm-hmm. I walked into the car and my wife goes, and the treatment, it's like 10 minutes. It mm-hmm. takes 10 minutes. It's nothing. And she goes, what happened in there? Like super curious, but more curious than how did it go? Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, what, what, what just went on in there? And I said, well, so I explained the whole thing and I said, so it's great news. She goes, and is that it? I go, no, no. He gave me the like insulin up the nose and we put it back. And I guess that's the first thing for the treatment. I, I go, you know, so we did that. She goes, something's different. She was like, something is absolutely different with, mm. with you right now. You just seem super calm. I'm like, well, you know, we let it go. So we're back home. Maybe, you know, I'm doing the treatment over the course of a couple of weeks. Now, one of the things, at least for me, for traumatic brain injury that I really struggled was with, with noise. Mm. And it could be somebody chewing, right? Ah, can't you chew with your mouth closed, right? It just, I would, you know, mm-hmm. right? You're, you know, my wife would have a, a carrot, eat a carrot. And I'd like, really? And she's like, it's a carrot, right. <laughs> you know? So I would struggle with that. The dog barking and certainly the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day I'm watching TV and my daughter, and she is, she is truly the world's angel, right? That, there is just nothing you can say that's bad about her. She doesn't have a, a bad bone in her body. Mm. And all she wants to do is tell you she loves you and give you <laughs> hugs, right? So that's the spirit that we're dealing with. And I was watching TV. And she came up behind me, snuck up and screamed in my ear, daddy, I love you, Mm. screamed in my ear. And I turned around and I said, you know, oh, don't yell at daddy like that again. And I brought her over, right? Perfect reaction. That's the way normal people react. Mm -hmm. What I realized about a minute later was, had she done that to me prior to the treatment, and this is, I'm not proud of saying it didn't happen, but this is what would have happened. Mm-hmm. I would have thrown an elbow instinctively because yeah. of yeah. what it would have done to me. Yeah. That's when I knew actually my life is getting better. Yeah. Things are going to be okay. Um, so yeah, that's, and then, you know, my wife, even today, she says, it's, you just still keep getting better. She was in the best way. I feel like I'm married to somebody else, meaning, you know, it was a joke at first. She goes, no, I still have all the best parts of you. Mm-hmm. Those awful parts are gone. Yeah. And she goes, and your ability now to like, you don't struggle with recognizing emotion and doing a quick mm-hmm. change to where you want to be. It's like, it's seamless now. And it is because now it doesn't take as much work. And I did all that practice, mm-hmm. made it a habit. Now it's not the struggle. So the whole thing has made my life better. Um, and it, it, so again, from the standpoint of family, 
Nobody's walking on eggshells around me anymore. Um, I'm happier, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so the point I make to try to add value to your audience is these are still the things I did to save my life mm-hmm. are things everybody could do. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Forget about the insulin in the brain. I'm mm-hmm. not telling you, you not everybody needs it. Most people might, though. Right. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so, I definitely do. Right? It's like he's talking might. about me right now with the sound <laughs> and the carrot. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm uh. telling you, it's brutal. So, so that's kind of why I was excited to talk about this, mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's applicable. Yeah. yeah. How often are people aware of these things mm-hmm. that your decision making process and, and are you aware of it or are you just being intuitive and hoping it works out? Right. Yeah. yeah. So so I want to talk about one thing and like so many people, couples, individuals, just everybody basically, oftentimes we're on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Right. And still we can like achieve cool things or whatnot, but there's still always, if we're not if it's not front and center and we're not being super intentional about it, there's there's parts of us on auto autopilot that could be tweaked. And if they were tweaked, we'd go like, oh, wow, living like this is way better, right? Yeah. And a lot of people just go, it's kind of like the Matrix, you know, red pill, blue pill. Sometimes we're just zombied out. Some of us haven't seen that movie. <laughs> well, anyway, go go on. I, I, in fact, I want to watch Matrix with the kids. All, I think uh, all ten all ten of you who haven't seen it should go and right. watch it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's good. Yeah, that was good. It's, it's a classic. <laughs> but anyway, my my point is, um, we're we're just doing stuff, right? And we and we get crappy results, and we go, oh, what the heck's happening? But if we take a minute mm-hmm. and look at it and go, man, I could be intentional here mm-hmm. and here and here. So I want to talk about like there were systems and SOPs and processes that you already had from your time as a SEAL to doing other leadership things that just added on and, in fact, probably expedited mm. your success. It's like it's like figuring out the, the TBI and then taking the treatments. That's like a key that was unlocked for you. That's what it sounds like. And because of your past work, you like went really far mm. faster. Kind, yeah. kind of thing. That's wanna, that's how I'm. I want to say at it. like your past discipline, like systems and discipline. That's so important. But what were you going to say? Sorry. No, I was just going to say it validated right what I was doing for people, mm-hmm. and it's it's just impossible to say, you know, hey, look, come to me and I'll make you a better human being and a better leader. I believe that, and I know why I believe it. And the people who I work with ultimately go, hey, you know what, your stuff works. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you convince somebody? And and for me. This was the validation of this process does work. I never thought it would be the, you know, save my own life. Um, so now this story is good for a podcast. I, I tried it out in a seminar and it was just too heavy. Mm-hmm. Pe- people aren't ready for it. You know, it's, so I've got to figure out a way to maybe lighten it up a little bit, even though it is the story or maybe put it somewhere else mm-hmm. because it's, it's almost too unrelatable. And I try to, say, no, it should be completely relatable because, mm-hmm. again, these are the things. And, and to your point, Seth, the, again, everybody goes through, no matter what the challenge is, right? In my view, every challenge is the same, whether you're walking into the kitchen and your wife is putting off something real negative and you've got to deal with it. You're in the office, you see that person you hate, or you're the CEO of a corporation and you're figuring out how to hire, how to fire, how to you know, how to expand and scale your business. It's all just a a problem to solve. And again, intuitively, we all do the same thing. There's a trigger, 
there's an emotion, there's an established behavior you fall back on. Mm. However ill-conceived in your head, you make a plan, you execute that ill-conceived plan, and then you reflect on it in some way, shape, or form. Typically, how did that go? Oh, it went bad. Well, that person is a big jerk, and that's why it went bad. Yeah. If you were intentional and recognized each one of those elements, and you thought about it every time you did something, I never tell anybody you'll make the right decision, but you'll make a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. And then if that conscious decision doesn't go well, you can go back to that whole process and say, well, what didn't I do? Mm. Let's see, you recognize it. Might be right out of the gate. You know what? I was angry and I didn't recognize that. And then I fell back on that vindictive behavior and I made a good plan, but it was a good plan to do something bad. Right. So that's why, I ha you know what I mean? So, okay, now I know where it went wrong. Emotion yeah. mm -hmm. could be all the way up to, no, but I recognize my emotion. And I recognize that when I have that emotion, I usually withdraw and I decided to become more aggressive and that was good. And then it just didn't work out. Oh, wait, I didn't think through what I needed to do specifically. What was my plan? What was yeah. I trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. That's where it went wrong. I so think it yeah. gives you, yeah. yeah, it just gives you the ability to go back and see where it went right and where it went wrong. Yeah. I think it's fascinating that all stressors go through the same system, our bodies, right? Mm. Now, whether yeah. it's, uh, you know, like a board meeting that you have to do a presentation and you're terrified or you got to fire somebody or you have a newborn that cries all night, like it all goes through the same system. And if we don't learn how to essentially control our system, we are going to just flail around. It's back to the matrix. It's like, okay, let's upgrade <laughs> the system. Some of us haven't seen it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Let's, yeah, let's upgrade the system. Let's download a, new, uh, download a new program. I'm listening to a lot of Bob Proctor, and uh, he, he talks about, and other guys do too, of course, but the paradigm shift, you know? It's like something you said. It's like the trigger, and then you go, then you go to what you know, right? And if, what if, you know. if you're going to what you know, and that, you know, historically is like act shitty, Right. then don't be surprised right. when you act that same way, right? So we have to have a paradigm shift and go, oh, wait a minute. I see that, that it can be this way, mm -hmm. okay? Who are the people, places, things, books, resources, podcasts that I need to use to download to help my paradigm shift and to be consistent and intentional mm -hmm. around that? And then that's where you get right. to see real change happening. I have to say something that, oh, go ahead. You say your thing. Well, okay. I was just going to, you know, what Seth said, and I don't know if, I said it in the book and you read the book or, you know, but that's what I say all the time. In times of chaos and crisis, you go to what you know. Mm -hmm. The question you need to ask yourself is what do you know? Mm -hmm. And like you said, oh, I know to act shittily when things go <laughs> bad. Yeah. Right. So that's the, but you know, Melanie, please go ahead. Cause I can like, I, clearly I can just keep talking. What, so. No. And I want you <laughs> to, but what's funny is that like you said something earlier and you've sort of repeated it. And I think it comes from probably from your SEAL training where you're like, you said, um, it's no like secret in my family that I was dealing with emotional stuff. And you said something along the lines of we address it. And yeah. in that, okay, I just have to say this, men, you're probably gonna be like, what are you talking about, lady? But I guarantee you that when you said that line, because I had like a visceral response to you, you said, it's no secret that I deal with emotional stuff and we address it. Mm. I was like, that's the sexiest thing I've heard. Like, I know that yeah. that sounds weird and I hope no, and I'm married to him. So I hope this is not weird, but no, I was I like it. that if every man understood the power of like, oh no, we just address it. Like we, and you keep saying, oh yeah, well I break it down and I do this as if it's like second nature and everyone does that. So maybe you don't know Errol, 
not everyone does that? <laughs> no, I, I know not everybody does it. It's why I have a job. Um, and, and But it's, I'll tell you this though, it's, it's a, still a brutal process mm -hmm. because um, generally speaking, when me and my wife have a disagreement, mm -hmm. it just, and we don't have a lot. So when we do, it's like, oh, this right. is just mm -hmm. disgusting. And, and, and what we don't do a good job at, it takes us a couple of days to get back yeah. to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, whether we're trying or not, it's like, you know, she's upset and then I get upset because she, you know, the whole thing. But what I do is I go through the process, right? I, now I'm on the reflection part. Mm -hmm. All right, what happened? This thing happened. There was a trigger. Mm -hmm. I got pissed. And then I just got lazy and reacted. I didn't think about what the proper response was supposed to be. I didn't make a plan. I just, mm -hmm. and then I wasn't man enough when I saw it spiraling out of control to go time out. Mm -hmm. Let me reset that. Mm -hmm. I can, that's every single time. And then I just get more and more angry at myself when the, I look at the same thing. And then you've got to go and go, sorry, that was my fault. Mm -hmm. This happened. I shouldn't have reacted that way. I am upset. Mm -hmm. but that was crap. Mm -hmm. Right. Look, that, that's the right thing to do. That's what I think men should do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's over. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause now she's absorbed it mm -hmm. and she's now got to go through her process. Mm -hmm. And now I've got to go through a whole new thing. Like, come on, I just apologize. Can't we, right. can't we move on? And yeah. the answer is no. Right. We'll move on when she's now gone through her process. Right. Exactly. And it's so, it's not easy. That's why people don't do it mm -hmm. because it's super hard. It's super embarrassing. You get super frustrated with yourself because mm -hmm. you keep making the same mistake over and over again. But in, what I found for me anyway is I get so sick and tired of apologizing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fix this, man. How do I fix this? Go back to the process. You need, right. as soon as you feel that vibe coming, that something's going to go sideways, get right there. Mm -hmm. Okay, how am I feeling? How am I going to act? How am I feeling? How am I going to act? Mm -hmm. And that works a little bit, but it's still mistakes. So no, I know everybody doesn't do it because everybody, again, to Seth's point, is just not intentional. Yeah. We, we are what we are and take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And that is not the right. way to be doing well, it. Well, mm -hmm. and it makes me think you're, you're taking like this fraction of time. You're taking like, you know, what can occur in literally like 30 seconds of time that that exchange is like super fast where you're like, well, I knew it was spiraling, but I was too, whatever. And I didn't say anything and that's shitty, but whatever. Now I'm mad. Like you're taking that really tiny, narrow sliver of time and you're like expanding it out to like the size of your room. And you're looking at each individual action and saying, how can I learn from that? What can I do better next time? What's a pattern that I see like that keeps repeating that's not serving me. So that's just really cool. Like that visual popped into my head as you were saying that, and then one question I had too is, um, what would you say for folks, like, especially do you do the Wim Hof method? Like this is a good, a good kind of tying together of all of these things yep. to do cold exposure, which I have loads of questions about cause I don't do it. And yep. I have a theory. Okay. Let me tell you my theory. Okay. My theory is redheads <laughs> can't do it because we can't that, because there's that, uh, we have more. That's bullshit. That's a, that's a great theory. There's nothing behind that theory. It's just kind of something you said. So if you right. can show, if you have evidence, <laughs> photographic evidence that you ever had a redheaded lady get in that water, you send it to me, and then I'll go to one of your retreats because I'm not sure I, it's possible. I may. 
I, as a matter of fact, oh, dang it. I, I actually might have an Okay, I can pull that out. Yeah, because I, I I have a secret thing where I'm like, that's the thing I need to challenge myself with next, but I really don't want to. So, but I do, no. but I don't. But don't hold on. No, I'm gonna tell him the funny story. So I I do cold exposure and I've been doing it. So I want to talk about that, you know, for yeah. a while. Yeah. And so I was like, Melanie, you got to do this. And she's like, I just don't want to be wet. So we got a giant garage like huge trash bag. She got in the trash bag and then got in my hundred gallon galvanized <laughs> tub. No, don't look ashamed. Don't, no, don't be disappointed. And, and got in the thing. I, I took pictures of it. It's so funny. I don't even understand. Yeah. It's just an excuse. It's just like, oh, I don't know. But what I was going to say is that the frustration, you're really build, helping people build their frustration tolerance in any setting. And that's like yeah. basically all your professions have ever been. How can I yeah. tolerate this thing? Like, how can I tolerate how this thing makes me feel and whatever? So like, what would you say to yeah. things like that? Like building frustration tolerance so that people can have success, even if it's whether that's like getting in an ice bath or dealing with a partner in like a conflict. What are your thoughts on that? So the two points, right? The first point you made, I thought that was a great visual that you created. Yes. I can take a sliver of time and I can make it fill the room. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, Errol, how do you do that? Right? Well, because you were a Navy SEAL. No, no, no. Because I practice it constantly. Mm -hmm. It is now a habit. And unbeknownst to me, I was doing it for a really long time. Just when I started Leader 193, I had to break down, okay, what do I believe from a leadership perspective? Mm -hmm. Okay, I've done some cool things. I've also done some pretty crappy things. Let's compare and contrast. Holy shit, this is what I did every time I went through this process. Now I formalize it. And lo and behold, even for somebody like me, who developed developed it, mm -hmm. um, I still had to be more intentional about it mm -hmm. because you can't make those adjustments if you're not intentional. So that's the first thing, right? It sounds easy, but it's not. And you have to keep doing it. How do you get better at doing it? Mm -hmm. Well, like we talked about at the beginning, recognizing your emotions is hard to do because we just don't do it all the time. Mm -hmm. So how do you practice that? And how do you practice it without real consequences. Well, if your intention before you get into the ice bath is to recognize and call out the emotions you're having, mm. you're practicing. Mm. It is a way to practice the start of this process with no consequence, okay? What's the next part? What is my intuitive behavior, right? This is part of my process, recognizing that, great. You get good at recognizing your emotions before you get into the ice bath. Now recognize what you're doing. Okay, I'm about to get into the ice bath and I'm super pissed that I'm doing this because I hate it. Those are my emotions. And now you find yourself walking around in circles mm -hmm. and going, you know what? I think I've got to check my nail clipper. I got to clip my nails. Right? You realize now you're doing things to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. You've just found out some things you do. I'll bet you can find out when you look in your life in the past, wow, when things got hard, I started to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. Shoot, this thing works. How do I want to behave? I need to act with more assertiveness when I recognize fear. How do you practice that? When your intention now, because you've recognized some things about yourself, your new intention say, I'm going to be assertive and I'm going to get in. Mm. Boom, there I go. You practice it without consequence. I don't recommend you practice your assertiveness on your boss for the first time, <laughs> right? Like, hey, asshole, <laughs> you're not going to treat me like that anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not recommending that. You use the cold. Same thing with planning, right? Go through the elements of the planning practice, process, practice it once you're in the ice bath. Mm -hmm. All that is, 
is controlled chaos. Mm -hmm. And when you learn to get through that, not by going, ah, oh, I got a muscle through this. This is the worst thing. When you learn to go through it and go, okay, this is bad. Not a big deal. What do I focus on? I focus on my breath because I know that when we focus on just one thing, mm -hmm. not a million things at the same time, mm -hmm. this is the worst. How much longer do I have to stay in? Why are my hands so cold? I can't wait to get out. You're gonna, you're not gonna survive. You're, yeah. ah, you're gonna do one of those. When you go, yeah, it's all bad. Focus on my breath. Focus on my breath. What's meditation? When your mind moves away from your breath, bring it back, right? Focus on my breath. Wow, this is really cold. I got to get out of here. Wait, nope. Focus on my breath. Mm -hmm. Now you're practicing meditation mm -hmm. in real world stuff. So one of the stories I tell when I do my Wim Hof seminars is, right, I've got this background of um, combat and all these things. And I never really had a problem with it. It just, I didn't. Some, some people do, and, and some people can get through it a little easier. And I, was, I always felt fortunate. So one day I'm sitting at a coffee shop before a meeting. This is way back in 2016 or 2017, right when I first started Wim Hof Method. And I'm reading a book. Uh, I think it was called Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a good book. And it starts off with this story of a guy named Johnny Bravo, who was a fighter pilot. And it just talks about one of the things that he had gone through, he was in this area and he was supporting these special operations soldiers. And I'm like, oh, well, it's, you know, I can relate to that. And, and he describes this canyon they went into. And on either side, the canyons had to be, you know, hundreds of feet high. And I remember, and he describes the terrain. And I'm thinking, I know where he's talking about. That's Afghanistan. And nobody goes into that area voluntarily except for special operators, mm -hmm. because you're looking for a fight, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been there. I'm like, I've been, I know what he's talking about. And then he's talking about how the cloud cover came down and covered the top of the canyon. And I'm like, oh, now I definitely know where he is because I've seen it. And how he had to uh, duck beneath the clouds in his airplane to cover him. And then they'd been ambushed. And I'm like, we've been ambushed. Mm. Uh, it's not, I wasn't in the yeah. story, right? But that's what everybody starts to think. My point is, I'm relating to every aspect of it. Okay. And I'm enjoying the story and I'm in a, I'm in like a Starbucks or something. And I'm looking at the page and I'm going, why is the page soaking wet? I was sweating all over it. Mm. And then I realized I was shaking oh. and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. Mm. And then I kind of did a double dip. Like, Oh my God, I'm having a panic attack in the middle of Starbucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. So what was the first thing I did? Right? I said, hey, does anybody have an ice bath I can get in? No, of course not. Right. <laughs> so, but what did happen was I literally said to myself, I recognize this feeling. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel every time I get into an ice bath. Mm. Right. <laughs> One of those. And I said, what do I do when I get into an ice bath? I take a deep breath. <sighs> I take another one. And I focus on my breath and I try to, I literally went through that process. And I was fine. Mm -hmm. I stopped, you know, the whole thing. So what does that mean? Right. I go, um, hopefully this is answering your question. Yeah. Right. Melly. But at the same time, I go to the meeting, I go home and I tell my wife what happened. And she's like, well, do you think you need to see somebody? You think you have PTSD? And I said, well, I might. And I, and I have no problem going to see somebody. I'll talk about anything. Mm -hmm. Right. I, you want to know how I'm feeling, doc? Here we go. Yeah. All right. So I don't have a problem with that. So it wasn't one of those things. I said, look, I, you know, I told her, I said, I don't have a problem going to see somebody. If I need to, I will. I said, but what are they going to try to do for me? Mm -hmm. 
right? They're going to try to help me get past these panic attacks. And then they're probably going to give me some type of medication, which I'm not taking. Mm -hmm. I said, I got past it like in like 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. Now, Seth, I know you can attest to this. You are usually wrong. She is usually right. It's just <laughs> the unfortunate <laughs> nature of the way things go. That's the reality. Same, that is the reality, right? And, and all joking aside, it's just usually the way it is, right? The wife usually has a better handle on things, at mm -hmm. least my experience. At least my wife does. <laughs> but this was the one time where she went, not the one time, but one of the few times where she went, huh, you might be right. And we just said, look, let's keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. I haven't had anything like that happen to me since that happened. So mm -hmm. that's the super long answer, Melanie, to your question. Where does the cold exposure come into mm -hmm. this? Where does it work? That's my really long, drawn-out answer. You can practice each one of these elements by getting into the cold. When it hits you, the panic, you now know how to get past it calmly, quickly, without drama. Right. And then what's more, again, like we talked about earlier, when you do this cold exposure, it allows you the clarity because this is also part of the thing that kind of resets your nervous system. Mm -hmm. Right. It shoots your, you know, you go to that fight or flight response, you get calm, then you go to the rest and digest. That's exercising your nervous system. That mm -hmm. you know, gets rid of the inflammation. So now you're able to be with clarity, think about how to handle a problem. Mm -hmm. That is the beauty of combining this Wim Hof method and this. The, you know, this process. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love that so much. And I will say like all the things you just said, unless you're a redhead. So like it unless does, this, you know, all unless you're redhead, you just can't yeah. <laughs> nice try. simply, simply can't. <laughs> uh, but what I love about the cold exposure is you either are going to do it or you're not, you're either doing it or you're not doing it. There's no in between. And that's what I think I often get uh, not frustrated is not the right word, but when we work with clients and I'm like, okay, your work right now is to stay calm while you walk through whatever the issue is, the mm -hmm. communication thing, whatever happened, yep. but it's like they bail. So if you, if I put that into the context of getting into cold exposure, that's like saying, I'm going to stick my foot into the ice bath. Oh, it's cold. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's cold and you're out, then you haven't done the work. Like there is no, yep. there's no gray in that. And that's what I really love about it is that it's, it's so practical, like I'm either doing it or I'm not, and there isn't a gray. And and I don't know, I just want to send like everyone to the trainings that you do, but not me because I'm a redhead. I couldn't go. Simply, but simply go. couldn't go. I got you're, it. Yeah. you're going, you're going. <laughs> Can I wear well, a wetsuit? Well, you're exactly right. One of the things that I, I keep that, put a pin in that wetsuit because I've got a great story about that. Um, but the one of the things I tell people, the beauty of the, the ice, you know, technically the Wim Hof breathing is more powerful. Mm -hmm than the cold exposure um when you combine them it's not like breathing is a quotient of two and cold is a quotient of one to put them together it's three when you put them together it's like six mm -hmm. and those, those are the studies but anyway you can't i can't know how hard you're trying with the breathing mm -hmm. i can't only you can know mm -hmm. right so we have seminars i'm looking at somebody it doesn't look like they're trying as hard with the breathing i might prompt them only you know Nobody can hide from the cold. Like you said, you are either getting in or you're getting out. Mm -hmm. And what I tell clients who I work with, not on the, you know, the, the, the Wim Hof seminars that are live, but, you know, my thing includes, we got a whole video series. Mm -hmm. Each element has me in an ice bath explaining how to go through this. And some people will say right out of the gate, oh, I'm not doing that, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
And I go, well, I never said you had to do any of it, mm-hmm. right? This is just my recommendation. I said, but what I will tell you is the process has already worked because now you've just learned something new about yourself. Oh. And I, the only question I have is what other hard things are you saying, well, I'm just not going to do that. Yes. And, and, then, and then we let it go. Mm-hmm. And then we let it go. Now, people will do that at a, at a live sem- seminar. Now, I, I may have put a thousand people through these seminars at this point, right? And I can count on one hand the people who have not gone in the water. Mm-hmm. Because now, a lot of times, there's probably 20% of the people say, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm getting in. Because mm-hmm. I asked the question. I said, you know, I said, I said, you don't have to. Your only requirement is that you have to go out there and you know, support the people who are doing it. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, no, no, I'll definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody just gets caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, my God, I got to go in. Mm-hmm. The five people who haven't were just being silly. They were just, <laughs> show, they were just showing me, nope, you can't convince me. I'm like, I, mm. I never tried to convince you. Why do you keep telling me that? I didn't. Right. Cause, and they all who didn't do it would remind me, Hey, I didn't go in. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know you, you told me and I told you you didn't have to go in. Yeah. Right. But you should make them like a medal. Like they get a trophy. I didn't right, go for, in the ice for <laughs> defying me. But I, I do tell them that if they, if they push me on that, I said the same thing. I said, Hey, but it still worked. Cause mm-hmm. you found out something about, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And they kind of look at me like, eh. yeah. you know, but, <laughs> well, I, I, one, one thing I've heard Wim Hof say is that the cold is the teacher, you know, and it makes me think of a quote and maybe this isn't verbatim, but it goes something like a hungry man only has one problem. Mm-hmm. Like, where is he going to eat? You know, like a starving, right. you know, uh, um, and it's like you can't escape that. And like when you get into the cold, you you're, you're thinking about a whole lot of things. But really, if you can center yourself. It's like the ultimate present moment awareness, you know, and then that brings clarity. And then, of course, so I used to work with uh, uh, young kids, right? You know, 12 teenagers and stuff like that, a 12-year-old and up, and we would do outdoor experiential therapy, right? So I would take whatever the rivers or the mountains or the trees or the animals are bringing us, right? We spend a lot of time on rivers and stuff. And I'd talk about like, you know, you can see the high watermark during a flood stage and stuff. There's all kinds yeah. of debris and stuff like that. If you've ever spent time around rivers, you know what I'm talking about. Or super low water, you know. And then when the low water is stagnant, it gets stagnant because it's not moving. It doesn't have that energy, right, that fresh flowing water does. Or, oh, man, I'm feeling flooded right now emotion-wise. But guess what? Remember that always recedes. And then it's calm waters and like all kinds of stories around that. And the ice bath, the, I call it the cold dip. And, uh, and that can be, we have tons of rivers out here, so I love getting in the rivers at any time of the year. They're always cold. It's like that's, that's all I have in that moment right then and there, which has a infinite lessons. But one thing that I really appreciate about that is, boom, it, it like brings you back, you know, like especially like entrepreneur-minded people or like all these things, kids, this, that, meetings, clients, all this stuff. It's like, oh, wait a minute, the only thing I have right now is I am in this river or ice cold bath and that's, I have that in my breath. And then that's, it's like, it's, it just brings you back to center. It's like it, it calibrates. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're selling yourself short because there is a, every new year's the psychopaths go run and do the, 
the cold plunge, right? The polar the bear, yeah. The polar bear plunge, right? And I always make a point in my things. That is not what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. right? We are not, right? The whole thing, you know, because there's a difference, right? If you get into the cold and you go, ah, you're still going to get the physiological benefits, which we can, we can talk about a little bit because it's important, especially post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still going to get them. What I have to, you're still going to get the benefits. What I have to remind people is that is not what we're doing. Okay. The benefits, the physiological benefits are going to be the side piece. We're working on all the things you just said Mm -hmm. in the moment, presence, breath. So I say you're selling yourself short because no, not everybody who goes into the cold does that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, I think the cold's good for me. Ah, Mm -hmm. okay, good. I feel great. Yeah. That's better than not doing it. Mm -hmm. So your, your thing about, Oh, when I do it, it's all this, no, that, not everybody does it that way. So give yourself yeah. a little bit of credit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, he does and, it and every that's, day. Yeah. But that's the, that's the, that's the beauty of it, right? Mm-hmm. The ability to recognize, again, it's meditation, right? People, mm-hmm. people think meditation, okay, I'm supposed to sit down, cross my legs, put my thumb and forefinger together, and I'm supposed to feel like I'm floating, right? Oh, it doesn't work. I don't know how to meditate. Mm-hmm. No, meditation, as you well know, I'm sure is simply from the Tibetan definition, an awareness of where your mind is, mm. right? That's it. And what, so what I tell people, especially in the cold, if you focus on your breath and you recognize that your mind moves away to something else, this, when, when can I get out? How cold is this? My fingers are killing me. But if you do it every time and you still bring it back to your breath because you recognized it, in the span of the one minute you're in there, if your mind wandered a hundred times, but you bought it back a hundred times, mm-hmm. welcome to it. You just meditated right. in the best possible way. And then the more you practice that, the more, the less your mind is going to wander. Mm-hmm. Right. So we talk about things like walking meditation and active meditation. I, I think those are things, I don't know if I made it up or I heard somebody else say, but whatever it is, it's true. Mm-hmm. Can you, you sh- we should all, be walking through life in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. How am I feeling right now? Feeling pretty shitty. Oh man, why am I feeling shitty? Let me take a deep breath. Oh, I didn't even realize I was holding my breath. You know, so that's, again, we're saying now the same things over and over again, mm-hmm. but that's the beauty and the power of, yeah. you know? Yeah. I love and, that. And that's what, once you get, at least this is for me, once I, because I'm fairly acclimated to the cold dip now, because I've been doing it a couple of years. Um, just on my own. I've, I don't even know. I haven't added the breath piece, so I'm excited to well, learn you, more about I think that. You do it. You well, do it. so, but anyway, it's like there, because I'm acclimated to it, there are times when I'm like, I even forget that I'm in like a cold ass thing. You know, it's like, right. this isn't, and I'm like just dialed in, and it's like a Zen moment kind of thing. It's like, whoa, okay, clarity. And then it's like, it's you, you habit stack, you know, like, oh man. I need to get in the cold somewhere. There's a river there. Pull mm-hmm. over. I got to get in or a cold shower when I can't do rivers or ice baths or whatnot kind of thing. And it's like part of the routine, like you were talking about, it's like, okay, we have success in certain areas when we're intentional, when we have yep. focus and also a plan. You can't just go, so many of my friends, I did a retreat recently um, with my mastermind and I was like, okay, guys, we're doing cold dip. And a, a number of them were like, oh, this is crazy. You know, and they, they get in and go, like that i'm like dude dude no 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 focus calm i'm here look at me okay we're we're here together kind of thing because then all you're doing is just looking to get out 
That's right. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna die. No. And the most the most simple part about that is again from the plan. You know, you got the book. I break it break it all down. But you had to go to two areas of the planning process, right? The first one is mission. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to accomplish? The second you a- a- ask yourself that question, you might be like, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to accomplish here. I, I know I'm getting in, but I, I'm getting in no matter what. What am I trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to remain calm in here. Got it. Okay. That matters. Just that little yeah. bit of clarity of what you're trying to accomplish. Some people might say, I'm trying to accomplish getting in. I don't care what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's that's at least something. That that's would a, be me. Starting, yeah. starting right. somewhere. Yeah. And then contingencies. What happens if you get out mm-hmm. before you or you get halfway in and bail? What will you do? And I've seen the, the best parts about the seminars when I do cold cold exposure is the people who get in and are like, nope, I'm out. Right? You can't, you can't stop them. Mm-hmm. Right. They are, they've made up their mind. You just let them go. And I've had, I can probably count. There's probably like 10 people who've done that. Nine of them got back in, mm-hmm. redid it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just the most powerful thing. But anyway, I digress on that. Um, can I just change gears? Cause the, before I forget the, the, uh, wet wet suit suit? yeah, no, okay, I've been yeah. waiting yeah. to like, I gotta hear it. Okay. What is it? So we were doing a, doing a seminar and, as a joke, when I put out the email to everybody, what to what to wear, you know, I always say, look, you can wear whatever you want in the ice bath, whatever makes you comfortable. You don't have to have a bathing suit if you if you're shy or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can have on a long sleeve shirt and and you know something, your leggings, whatever it is. And I said, you know, and then I made I thought I made a joke, like you know, I don't recommend a wetsuit, but if you feel like that's where you need to be. That's okay. So sure enough, and it was just, we got done with the breathing. I said, all right, everybody get going. And she, this, this lady, and she was so thin, right? That, but not unhealthily thin, right. but just very, like, no, very little body mm-hmm. fat. And she was like, okay, so I can go put on my wetsuit. And I'm not, sh- I'm like, I don't know if she's messing with me. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You know, I said, it's time to go get your stuff in. I'm like, there's no way. She came out in a wetsuit. Mm. And then I waited. Like, okay, she's going to start laughing. I said, all right, is everybody ready to go? I didn't respond, right? I didn't because I just wanted, and we all started walking out. I said, okay, look. <laughs> okay. I said, you're not kidding, are you? She said, you said we could wear a wetsuit. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I said, okay. I said, do what you want. I promised you that. I said, why don't we try it without the wetsuit first? Why don't we, you know, put on your leggings, right? Whatever it was. Cause she had, you know, she was a yoga mm-hmm. person. She had the leggings, the whole thing during the breathing. I go, just wear that. She goes, oh, okay. So I won't, I won't go in with the wetsuit. All right, you're right. She unzips the wetsuit. She goes, let's go. Like, I was like, oh my God, where's your bathing suit? She wasn't completely naked, but she had like the skippiest bathing suit. I'm like, you went from your wetsuit to this? <laughs> anyway, she made it, but she was going to go in in a wetsuit. I think that story is funny, but she was going to go into a wetsuit. Oh, that is so funny. funny. Or, or a trash bag, like somebody I know. Listen. Or a trash bag. I, I don't know how much the trash bag would have worked, but 
I um, honestly, yeah. I hate being wet afterwards. It's like when you're cold and you're wet, you can't dry off. Is a- that am Errol, I? Errol, is that my trauma- set, set her straight? No, All right, Candace, like, is it my okay, traumatic brain mean? injury that tells me when you're cold and you're wet, you can't be dry? Well, I don't think so. so. <laughs> a, a long time ago, you might have been right, but they, they there's this amazing new invention called the towel. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Oh. You take the towel, you wipe it off, you get yourself. Warm. Don't you right. sass me? Right. But I will say, you. One of you said, I think you said like the uh, cold is your teacher or that's like something yeah. Wim Hof says. Mm-hmm. Um, and before, actually you had already said it, but you were talking about like your intention. Are you going to get in and what are you, whatever. And I literally thought this, the cold is my enemy. Mm. I thought that yeah. in my head as you were talking through things and I'm like, Oh wait, no, Seth just said the cold is your teacher. Cause but how, how yeah. can your teacher not be for you? It's not your enemy. Right. It's but, a, and it's an the amount, you yeah. have no idea the amount of things I haven't done because of cold. Like I can't, I haven't even, don't even tell you because it's like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'll be cold. It's yeah. a real growth point for you. And Errol yeah, has it, made me it, feel convicted. But it is, it, it, it is a growth point because again, what are you, the cold will, it will be your teacher. You can't mm-hmm. hide from it. So your thought process, right? That's a, I'm, I'm guessing you're a pretty positive person because of the work you all do, but just think about the negative implications yeah of that thought process, right? And then my response to you would be, what else are you declaring yeah. your enemy yeah. in your life that you're not even realizing it? Now you are inhibiting future yeah. growth, right? You know, and again, that's not a shot. That's a no. real, that's a real moment. Yeah. And and so what so what do I work on? How do I get better at not seeing things that I hate yeah. and now declaring it my enemy? But you just try something. Mm-hmm. You say, and your mind isn't going to believe it at first, but you've got to start somewhere. Right. There's the cold. I hate it, but I think it can help me. That's a start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let it try to help me. I'm going to show some courage, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're now thinking about different behaviors mm-hmm. and thought processes around stress. Yeah. Right? And, and I think for you, that'll be a really powerful reflection moment for you like, what else am I saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. When you said that, yeah. it immediately was like, oh, I might cry. Like, I just like, that brought a thing up. Like, that's real. That's and I awesome. think I, I should put that on my vision board of like, because I think of, I don't want to be the type of person that has a thing that holds me back. Like, even if it's just a cold an ice bath. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be right. the person that goes, I can do all the things. Oh, but that. Because then, Except that. And yeah. that's only a metaphor because that's, that's, a, that's a fear-based thing. It has right. nothing to do with the ice. Mm-hmm. Right. It has everything to do with, a certain, with, the, with an emotion. Right. Um, you know, again, that's why the cold is so beautiful because it will elicit mm-hmm. that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what is your response to, what is your intuitive response to that emotion? Nope. Run away. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. Run now, away. So I'm pretty so, sure you don't do that with everything. No. So I'll yeah. ask you guys, um, and I know you'll get it right. Where does all growth come from? The discomfort. The discomfort. The right? ice cubes. The ice cubes. Yep. The hard thing. Oh my, oh my gosh, I'm so terrified of public speaking. What do I need to do? Public speaking. Go public speak. Oh my gosh, yep. I don't want to jump off this thing. You know, make the leap. I, you know, we have a teenager, and this summer was like the summer of like river time. You know, and he yeah. he would send me videos of him jumping off, you know, thirty foot train trestles. I'm like, hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in a safe rad. in a safe way. You know, yeah. yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so it's like all growth comes yeah. in discomfort. So I am typically always looking for okay, where can I grow? Mm-hmm. What is going to be uncomfortable? Because I know that I can learn stuff. 
from that mostly you know yeah. sometimes maybe but, i'm but not only if it. you've got that that mindset yeah. around recognizing that discomfort as an area that, wow, that is an inhibitor for me. Mm -hmm. Let me try to get past that inhibitor so it doesn't affect me when it really matters, Yeah. yeah right? Look, at the end of the day, getting into an ice bath doesn't matter, except how that fear and emotion affects other parts of your right. life. Yeah. And all of a sudden it matters a lot. Yeah. The, you know, I know we dabbled with, and maybe I shouldn't, you can always cut this out, yeah. but you know, I, I just, you know, the, the therapy you give couples, we had talked about like, what a perfect marriage, having them come, learn this process, mm -hmm. get cold, and then talk about all the things with the experts. There is, there is a three-day retreat in this thing, mm -hmm. no doubt. Right. And if we don't address it after this call, then <laughs> shame on us. Now, maybe it won't work, but I think, you know, if you've got couples and you're always trying to find new and exciting yeah. ways to add value to them, um, I think, I right. Think hey, absolutely. Well, I, I know mean, that we were talking about that stuff. I think the first yeah. time that you were yeah. on, I'm like, Hey, there could be something here. Let's mm -hmm. keep on talking. And I know, and I, I want to be respectful of your time as well. No, um, I'm, I'm good. But yeah. Uh, but I, I know that you're coming, you're having a retreat in Colorado in November. Is Tell it us for a little, redheads. <laughs> it is for redheads. So, <laughs> so what, what we've done and, you know, it, 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 as you well know, it takes a long time to get your legs under you when you do this type of work. And we're, Leader 193 is finally at a stage where we can open up a retreat to people and have them sign up. I'm not going to lie to you. We tried a couple of times the last few years and you know, it didn't work out. We had to, all right, we're, we're not ready, obviously. Mm -hmm. This is, we're, we're ready. So this, it's November 11th through the 13th. Um, we've already got it half filled. I didn't think anybody would be signed up by now. It's still August. Yeah. Um, but it's it's about 25, well, 30 miles outside of Aspen, up in the mountains, um, log cabins, on a river, you know, the whole thing, right? The spiritual element of it. Mm -hmm. And what this concept is, is leadership and wellness. We're going to talk about my process. We're going to talk about the Wim Hof method. We're going to do all that stuff. We're going to put it together, right? It's going to be super powerful, right? There's going to be yoga, but not for yoga's sake, right? We're going to apply certain principles to that, right? There's going to be all the Wim Hof stuff you do. We're going to reintroduce people to journaling, the power of journaling, right? That has somehow gotten to be like a flaky thing to do, mm -hmm. whereas all the research tells you it's mm -hmm. the most amazing mm -hmm. thing. Anyway, so the theme is going to be anything I ever do is going to have those two themes. This is just super straightforward, right? Leadership and wellness, mm -hmm. boom, the combination. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's make changes. It can be anything. We're playing with my partner, you know, in leader one, nine, three is a guy I worked with at the FBI. Uh, he does coaching for me now and he's a jujitsu black belt. And I was like, why don't we just have leadership wellness and jujitsu because jujitsu can teach you so much about yeah. yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you've never, if you can barely spell jujitsu, if you're a black belt, come because you're going to be able to learn these yeah. principles, the cold, the breathing, and then we'll practice it on the mat. Same thing for marriages, right? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Let's do these things. And then let's let the yeah. experts, right? Because I wouldn't do the jujitsu part. My partner, right. would. I'm, mm -hmm. a, you know, I'm a novice. He's not. So you hand that over to him. So anyway, yeah. 
I, I just would, think. Yeah, we, here's what we need to do. We need to make it a documentary because this is going to be a journey for moi, this lady. Mm. is going to go on a journey when we do this because, like I said, my initial thought is that's my enemy. Mm-hmm. That is my enemy. Well, and, okay, so um, I, I mean, I know that you, you had, uh, in, in our previous talks, I was like, oh, snap, this looks awesome. And I was already thinking, okay, I need to go to that. Um, and then I was also thinking of like bringing some mastermind dudes to it too. I'm like, okay, this could be a thing. But now I'm thinking of it differently. I'm like, can I go to you, the leadership one too? Or yeah, like, it's for men and women, right? Yeah. It's for men, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we need to go to that. I'm going to yeah. check the calendar and hopefully I'll bring other dudes with yeah. me too. But like, if anything, for you and I, mm-hmm. like all this stuff, because this is. I'll have to go pro. This is our all alley. It, unless you know, it's this not is allowed. And, and again, I don't know if this is the appropriate for the for the podcast. Say it. People are listening, right? Oh yeah, say there. it. But but the, um, in, in all seriousness, when you say this is a journey for me, mm-hmm. and then you'll apply it to your journey because oh, yeah. that's my that's my vision. Like I want everybody mm-hmm. to apply this to whatever specificity specific trade they have. Um, if you guys come, bring a camera crew. I, yeah. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Document it for yourself. Make it a little thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. We're wide open to right. that, um, or not. We're making a private thing, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah. uh, you know, awesome. you, you just I, also need to bring some of your nose insulin so we can heal my TBI at the same time. Oh, <laughs> and you, I'll actually, we do need to talk. I would love to talk, like get numbers and all that jazz. But I don't want to take more of your time, and I want to make sure you we send people where you want them to go. So, mm-hmm. like the yeah. book, all the things. Say all the things that you need people to know about you. Okay. So uh, the website is leader193.com. We think it's a pretty good website. You're going to have a hard time not figuring out what, what we do. It wasn't always that way, <laughs> right? You know you're in trouble when you do a new website and you send your buddy to it. He goes, I don't get it. <laughs> what do you mean you don't get it? So again, this is a very humbling business. But anyway, um, so you know we've got a new online series, right? So I've, I've alluded to very often this process I put my clients through. It always involves live calls at the end of each week. It's an eight-week thing. What we did was we said, well, we're going to put the video series that I put people through, mm-hmm. and then we talk about it at the end of the week. We're going to make it available for everybody. You just don't get the right. live one-on-one call every week, but everybody who signs it, every other week we're going to have a call for everybody who mm. has signed up for it so they can ask questions. So that's the online series. We just launched it. It's super affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what we'll do? We'll make a coupon code for Ooh. this this podcast. Yeah. So anybody who's listening to it, we're getting twenty percent off. Oh, that's awesome! Rad. Um, yeah, the the retreat that we just talked about—it's the leadership and wellness mm-hmm. retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's November eleventh through thirteenth. Um, I don't. Do you guys do show notes and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. 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 So we'll. I'll send you the link mm-hmm. to that, um, so people can take a look. It's got the itinerary in there. Oh, awesome. And everything. Um, and those are the those are the big things. Mm-hmm. The the book, the process, art, and science of leadership. We're actually going to do a second edition. We're going to rename it. I hate this title of that book, but I didn't know you know. Uh, but we're going to include the TBI stuff and why it's yeah. so impactful. So that's that's probably a year or so out. Yeah. But the book as it stands is still good. I want people to still yeah. read it. Uh, and that's that's everything. So yeah. thanks for letting me get those points. Yeah. Awesome, is the new man. name of your book like when you rename it? Is just going to be called Ice Cubes and Redheads? It could be ice cubes and redheads. Right. I hadn't thought of that, but now I'm like, it's okay. A, a listen, I can't wait right. to hang out with you like in real life. I think we're going to get along really well at this you know, November retreat. Well, we had we had as much fun on the first one. I and know. again, can I do the COVID thing real quick? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
because I forgot about that. Because yeah. I was like, oh, we did this before COVID. Yeah. The cold. Let me just, COVID was real. It is a real virus. People died. Okay, everybody relax. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to say it was a conspiracy theory. Um, but the question is why? Okay, yes, it was a virus. It was a virus. Okay, now what happens when a new virus enters your body? Right. It was the originally it was the novel coronavirus, mm-hmm. right? That was mm-hmm. what they called it. This new thing mm-hmm. we hadn't seen. Our physiology as a species, at least as an, as Americans, is so weak, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that never was really advertised as much as it should have been was the people who died had, I think, on average three to four comorbidities. Mm-hmm. Right? They yeah. had diabetes, mm-hmm. they had cardiovascular, they had something wrong. Mm-hmm. They had a weak immune system. Right. And that's what people were dying from. It wasn't necessarily the virus. Mm -hmm. It was the immune system overreacting in such a way that it triggered all these other things. Mm -hmm. That's that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talked about the health problems associated with the people dying. Why does the Wim Hof method matter? Because the Wim Hof method literally exercises your physiology, Mm -hmm. right? You are voluntarily Mm -hmm. shooting your, uh, you're going into that fight or flight stage, right? And then with the breathing, and then you're coming back down to rest and digest. You're making your nervous system go through that Mm. and then resetting it. That is what your immune system is. That's how it becomes exercise. So now when that virus hits your body, it's just like, oh, this is just a virus. It's Mm. something new. Mm. Let my immune system go to work, but I'm not getting the ill effects like the sickness and the, you know, ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what was, so that's just another quick plug for the Wim Hof method, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of your leadership stuff. Yeah. Okay. But here's why people died right. during COVID because right. they had those super weak immune systems. So no, cold, cold exposure. Has, it was kind of, a, yeah. yeah, no, I need to do it. So listen, I get sick every time we do a retreat. I always get sick. And part of it is like, I have, I have a compromised immune system from my spleen being exploded. Yep. But also, I don't do anything about it. And I'm feeling very convicted and have for quite a while of mm. like, I should probably do cold exposure like as a therapy for my immune system. Like, it, will, it will re-strengthen a compromised immune system. That is, that was the basis for what, those were the initial findings for the studies. Wim Hof mm. doesn't do anything anymore without a team of scientists finding mm. it. So all of these claims I've just made are all on scientific peer-reviewed yeah. papers on the Wim Hof site. Mm-hmm. These are now... You know, uh, these are now facts. Yeah, so, yeah. And the part, one thing I love about it is like whenever I can go back to like nature or ancient wisdom kind of thing, it's like people have been doing this stuff forever, right? <laughs> forever. I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's crazy. And like the more I can do that kind of thing, I just I feel alive, right? So, so get my, my advice to book, you: ice cubes and redheads. Ice cubes and redheads. <laughs> but my my, you know, just jumping Best right summer. in. I want you to like kind of build yourself up a little bit. I know so, it's going to be a yeah. journey. I'm excited, man. So Errol, thank you so much, man. I again, want to be respectful of your time too. And uh, yeah, November 11th through 13th, Aspen, Colorado. Ooh, I mean, yeah. not more, I can't more wait. Beautiful I'll be place. there. We yeah. will literally be there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk it's more. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and you too, keep up the great work. I follow you. It's, it's so much fun. And, and again, it's, I really thank you for letting me come on here and just, kind of spread my message. I yeah. appreciate it. Absolutely. Same, dude. We love what you're doing and can't wait to connect more. Yeah. But th- And thank you again for all the time that you took today. This is awesome. Absolutely. You guys go follow Errol, uh, support him. I, I want to see 
people that listen to this show, I want to see you in Aspen, I know, Colorado. I was say, we'll fill up your like, retreat. Yeah. We'll be, we'll, yeah. We'll be rad. So, um, all right, man. So uh, let's talk soon. And thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.